Thank you very much for, uh, for listening and being here today. Um, we are pioneers, aren't we? We are changing the face of everything by launching a, uh, a brand new podcast um, devoted to ModX. That's um, original. So, What's the podcast? Yeah. It's, new. it's new. Yeah, no, I have no idea. What is this? What is this? I'm <laughs> sitting in a room talking to myself. I must be mental. <laughs> uh, so, to clarify, all right, so we've got four of us here today. Um, should we go around the room, if there is such a room? Um, just sort of introduce ourselves, say hello to the world, and um, what we do, why we care about ModX, and um, yeah, go for it. Who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go for it. I, I was waiting for somebody else. Um, I had my hand up, but nothing well, happened. I didn't see you, sorry. Uh, so my name is uh, Menno Peterson. Uh, I live uh, in the Netherlands, uh, and I'm a front-end responsive web design specialist. I've uh, been working with ModX for seven years now i think sure. um i've been a freelancer for two and a half years now and uh, yeah i just love modex since i found it uh i try to use it for every project and um, yeah. it, it's just great and um yeah uh, i'd love to be able to uh to contribute a bit to modex and the community and make some tutorials sometimes and um, that's basically it yeah oh awesome um okay well i'll go next um so it's on chris cherit um i'm in, from bournemouth in the uk um, I work for a company called Adido, um, and we use ModX as our primary CMS now. Um, we've only been using it for a couple of years, so we are relatively new compared to, to others like yourself, Menno. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we use it f uh, primarily um, as, our, yeah, as our primary CMS for our clients, and, uh, and yeah, we love it. We're, we're completely devoted to it now. Um, uh, you may have seen myself and Mark um, at a couple of conferences the last couple of years. Um, I was in Cologne uh, for Mod Expo. Um, and Mark and myself were in um, in uh, in the Netherlands in September uh, when we talked uh, a little bit about how we use uh, Modex as well. So uh, yeah, we really like the idea of being involved with the community now. And uh, and yeah, this is the one for us, I think. Well, I know. <laughs> uh, I'll go. Um, I'm Matt Jones. I work at Idea Bank Marketing. I'm lead developer. Uh, we've been using Modex since about 2006, and we we love it. It's uh, definitely completely customizable and pretty awesome. Uh, do a lot of great front-end work and um, really custom back-end stuff with it. Nice. 2006, that's, that's a 19, uh, 69 you said, well that's, that's long, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like version, version 09. <laughs> we, we've honestly, we've, uh, I, I'm ashamed to say it. We do have some like version 09.6, I believe sites still out there. Really? Just oh, been, really? Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of locked in. Uh, do you, do you still have to support those or do they just exist on your, those are the, those are the ones that really aren't on support agreements or anything. Yeah. We just kind of, they exist. Yes. We've been trying to, we've been trying to minimize it. We're, I think we're down to like two, but still. <laughs> Try to update it to 2.3 and once that, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll jump in there and just do a bit of an intro. My name is YG, or YJ for short, and um, I work for, for the ModX core team as the... Uh, I have a self-assigned title of Client Whisperer. I like <laughs> and, that. <laughs> um, and and uh, that just, just kind of goes to show the sort of culture in, in ModX is that, you know, we don't really have serious titles. Everybody kind of does a little bit of everything, and but mostly what I do is... Um, is work with uh, clients that have uh, pe people come to us oftentimes um, either agencies or or specific um, types of businesses come to us when they have um, when they have some problems that that maybe aren't so easily solved um, or uh, they, they haven't found anyone that was able to solve it for them yet or or maybe they they um, they, they need some some fixing up from from uh, from what there is their, their current modex uh, deployment or whatever and uh, and yeah and so sometimes we're going in and, and solving some pretty um, hairy uh, issues for people so it's it's kind of a um, it's sort of a privileged place to be in a way if you're curious about learning new things like I am uh, we're always seeing new challenges and um, and having a, a team of, of uh, extremely talented folks like Jason and and John and Gary and 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 so forth um, uh, to, to work with it's it's just a real it's a real privilege and that's that's uh, I'm here to represent them I guess trying to pass on some messages from the core team <laughs> nice Great to have somebody from ModX here as well for the first yeah. one. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. 
Thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so I suppose just to give a little bit of background about why we're starting a podcast today. Um, I put out a tweet last week, I think, or a couple of weeks ago, and I just opened it up to the world and said, um, you know, has anyone ever thought about doing a podcast before? I don't know why it came to me. I was, it was just in a moment of thought. And um, Christian Seal came back to me and said he was thinking exactly the same thing, um, but that no one had before. So I thought, okay, well, let's just, let's just give this a go. Um, so we may, we may come across as a little bit sort of like, um, you know, we're just, we're just starting out, I suppose. We're going to see what this is like. I'm sure in a year's time we'll look back on this and go, oh, God, that was awful. What did we do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we've got, you know, we've got a rough idea about, uh, about our intentions, and that is just to, I suppose, spread the word of ModX. Um, most people who are going to be listening are going to be familiar with ModX to a degree. There's going to be varying amounts of knowledge and use and user types, whether you're front-end, whether you're back-end, um, or whether just your company uses ModX, and maybe it's something that you're thinking about adopting yourself. So I think there's a few, there's a few people who hopefully be interested in yeah. listening to the sort of things that we're going to talk about. Um, now, this podcast is, is titled under the name ModX Today. ModX Today is actually a project that Mark Hamstra has had in the pipeline. Um, Mark Hamstra from ModMore has had it in the pipeline for a little while. Um, and I think there are some ambitions for uh, what ModX Today uh, as a website on the web will, will be. And that's going to be quite a, an editorial sort of magazine, articles, site, that sort of thing to really act as a hub of conversation and interesting information about ModX. Um, just to spread the word. I remember when we were in when we were in the Netherlands a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about what can we do to help uh, spread the word of ModX and just get it being picked up by more people because we know how how good it is. Um, so I think this is going to be one of those one of those things. And so uh, when I talked about the podcast, Mark came to me and said, "Hey, do you just want to just title it ModX today? Um, we'll we'll bunch the two things together." And I think that's a good idea because um, yeah, there's no reason why this. Couldn't a company? It's, it's basically the same thing. It's yeah, just yeah. just talking about it rather than reading it. it should be totally yeah. in- integrated. I mean, the, a blog or a news site or whatever with a podcast that could be basically the same thing. And and yeah, it's and yeah. And, and after this podcast, who knows? Maybe there are some questions or some articles we want to create after this, and, and they yeah. could be posted on a site like that. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, um, well, I can say, I, I mean, if you go to, it's the, the website for where this podcast will be, where it'll be accessible from is modex.today. If you go there. Oh, nice. We, if you go there now while we're recording it, there's, I think there's very little there. But by the time that this, this is actually, <laughs> there is, yeah. <laughs> by the time very this comes out, ah, um, there we go. It's lovely. There's the logo. That's great. Um, if you go forward slash podcast, though, this is where you will find this podcast. Um, and Christian Seal has put this together already, so you'll see the list. This is, uh, I think there's a um, lot of long listing in there and just sort of like filler text, but you'll see where it's going to list the people who are on that episode, uh, the chapters that we talk about, some links to the things that we might talk about as well. So over time, this will build up and hopefully be a really uh, helpful resource to people who are, you know, who have been using Monix for a long time and are new to it, and this is just another channel for, uh, for us to talk about this. this Very nice. Stuff. Nice. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, really nice. So, so straight away, big thanks to uh, to Christian and Mark for 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 providing this so far, and it's, it's very exciting for what it could be. Yeah, yeah. great, cool. Um, so yeah, so we put out some questions um on Twitter just as a, a way for us to kind of like start some conversation. Um, I won't necessarily come to them now unless unless you feel that we should. Um, just but the idea was to yeah get some get some questions from the community, see if there's something that the four of us could answer between us. Um, looking at them now, I can see that there are there are a couple here that I could certainly have a good stab at. Um, one's uh, actually directed towards um, Extras.io, which is um, Adido's new premium Extras um, uh, uh, website, which I'm not going to go on about because I don't want to sound like I'm plugging it. Um, but there's a question there um, from Christian um, about one of those Extras. Um, and there's also some uh, questions about um, backward compatibility for ModX. Um, its plans in the future, and also for um, scaling Modex across multiple servers and things like that. So maybe we'll talk about those questions in a little bit. Um, but I know also that you guys have some things that uh, some topics that uh, you'll particularly be interested in talking about. I know YJ, you're um, you're spearheading the new ambassador program. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, could tell me a little bit more about that if you feel that that's something you'd like to share to the to the people who aren't already familiar with it, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, it's a really it's 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 um, 
it's a collaborative effort, obviously. Um, jo- John and I have been w- working quite closely on it. Um, and really, the the impetus for change came about when um, some of the ambassadors um, raised the question of, you know, well, if, if, if anyone can just sort of sign up with a form and, and be an ambassador, then, uh, uh, you know, what's the, you know, what's the, what's the value? You know, like there's, there's some, some, some of us ambassadors are out there doing what, what we feel like is, is quite a lot of work. Um, and, and, and others maybe not, not so much. And it feels like, um, it feels like acknowledgement for really just for the sake of, of acknowledgement, um, rather than ha- having any real merit attached to it. And so we took that to heart because, um, you know, there's, uh, uh, we felt like there was something that we could do about that to make it, to make it work and to make it a real symbiotic relationship and, uh, and sort of reinvent what the ambassador program was like. So, um, in, in its very early inception, the ambassador program was always meant to sort of, um, I guess, solicit help and community members to, uh, to foster adoption and growth of the ModX platform. <coughs> oh. And I, th- no, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> We, that's why we all have our own recorders, right? Yeah, yeah that totally. Um, so, uh, so, um, so fostering fostering growth and, and adoption of ModX is still is still the focus of the of the ambassador program. But we instituted some changes whereby we're like, okay, there's there's a sort of a minimum level of of activity that we want to to see from people, um, and and that includes a variety of things. Um, and and we got some feedback saying, well, what if I don't I, I can't do that particular uh, requirement? There's there's a list of requirements on on the website at modox.com/ambassadors/about. Um, and and people were worried. They're like, well, you know, I can't really host a meetup, or I can't. I don't know how to use GitHub, or whatever it was. There was some concern. So we said, look, th- this isn't for us to sort of uh, dictate to you guys what you have to do in some kind of a draconian sort of hierarchy or whatever. It's 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 not uh, about us, you know, soliciting slave labor or anything like that. It's it's ambassadors asked for a way to be accountable for what for for being an ambassador for for having the ambassador badge. And and this is what we propose. So so how about we do something like a points a point system where people can can do one or the other, but they log their activity and everything is worth a certain amount of points. And then of course people are asking, well, how many points are things worth, and who's going to review it, and all that kind of stuff. And it really it really comes back to we want this to be a groundbreaking collaboration. So it's really not I don't I don't really foresee myself or John or anyone at at ModX the company being in charge of reviewing people's activity. Whereas it's it's more really going to be I think I'm hoping it can be peer reviewed, where every three months or so. We'll start to, um, you know, put some things out there for review. We'll we'll get a couple of ambassadors who are will are willing and, and interested in doing so to jump in there and do some reviews and just do a quick checkup. You know, is is everybody holding up their end of the bargain? And if it if all seems to be going in the right way, then no action required. But but if if more than one people, if more than one person is kind of like, hey. You know, I, I think there's some ambassadors that just haven't been able to put in the time and effort or whatever. Then, then it warrants more maybe investigation or or whatever amongst the amongst the whole group. So, um, um, and one of the things we wanted to also accomplish with the new ambassadors program is a more tight knit um, a more tight knit collaboration. So. Whereas previously we heard some a lot of feedback from the community of like we don't know what's going on with ModX the platform we don't know what's happening with the development of the core uh, what's the roadmap what's the plan for the future you know where is ModX going is anything happening you know nobody seems to know what's going on with ModX the company and and uh, and Visivi ModX uh, the CMS so um, so I, I had clamored around uh, internally here to figure out a way to get ambassadors into a more intimate channel of communication with us, and and so we we ended up inviting everyone that's uh, that's committed to the new ambassador program into our internal um, Slack uh, channel. Uh, we, we use Slack as an internal communication tool. We're, we're pretty much all of the staff are constantly in Slack communicating mm-hmm. with each with each other. And um, for those of you who have been active in there, you'll know that. Not only has it ended up being um, an open door to communicate with the ModX staff, but it's also a very collaborative environment for the ambassadors themselves to have live, real-time communication with each other. The forums are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should abandon the forums by any means. It's, it's a vibrant and critical part of the community. But the forums is, in its nature, um, uh, you know, asynchronous. Uh, and and, and, and uh, something like Slack uh, gives you um, a lot more immediate response and, and, you know, everybody's just kind of in there in the room together. So 
you know, there are some drawbacks to that. There's a chance for distraction. There's obviously, you know, a chance for, for conversations and threads to get lost in this big, massive thread. But I think on the whole, it's been positive so far. The feedback I've heard from people has been like, you know, we, we enjoy um, this new um, setup. So yeah. we're looking forward to, to iteratively improving the program, and we look for feedback on that. It's a beautiful system. Like, it works nice, yeah. and I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's good. yeah. So I've noticed since we've kind of started using Slack that the IRC has really kind of died. Is is that just going to be gone, or uh, does I, anybody I, go into that anymore? I have to be totally honest. I never populated I, – I never went into the IRC myself. I know Jason was in there. I know some other folks have been in there. I'm hoping that those folks will, will move over and, and join us in Slack and will join the Ambassador Program. Uh, I personally don't have any – stake in the IRC. I know some people obviously hold it dear to heart and, mm. and kind of want, want it to continue. And, you know, I, it should it should continue. Uh, but but if the natural evolution of things is IRC is going to stop being active, but something else becomes more active, then I wouldn't impose, I, I wouldn't impose anything to try to stop that from happening. It just depends on where people really want to be. Yeah, I suppose with Slack, I mean, it, it feels slightly more accessible, I suppose. Because um, mm -hmm. there's obviously a degree, a different degree of, you know, type of person who is an ambassador. So with mm -hmm. IRC, you've probably got a lot more, you know, really like dev devs, like real codey people. It's probably a more traditional platform to use for that for that type of developer. Whereas, of course, there's a wide range of people who who use Modex and can equally be very, um, uh, be really good ambassadors who who don't necessarily use that as a natural way to communicate, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I've certainly found, I mean, Slack, I don't think, like, it's always open on my screen now, along yeah. with a billion other tabs that exist for all the different tools that we use every day for stuff. But it's actually one that's genuinely lasted for me, to, to, to have that room and that conversation going on all the time. Um, it's, it's amazing to have access to so many people who have so many skills and are so technical uh, capable. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even the forums is the same thing, and that that's the power of Modex in a big way. The community, of course, but on a forum you still have to wait a little bit, and it's 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 still a waiting game. And on Slack you can see who's online, and and they usually are instantly replying, and so far at least, and it, yeah. yeah, it's amazing, and uh, yeah, yeah, really nice, yeah, yeah, I think it's really great. Good. So. so no, sorry, come on. No, no, you go. No, uh, I'm also curious because the the topic, what is Modex? What is Modex today? Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking about that as well. Like, like, are we more informative, or are we speaking about our own projects, or are we taking questions in the future? What what, what will be the main focus? Or, or it's kind of weird to to talk about that on the initial uh, <laughs> item, maybe. No, but no. on the other hand, that makes it open an open way of discussing what this will be. Yeah. And maybe we can get some feedback for from any initial listeners what they would like this to be, because that's probably the best thing. Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> it's a user-centric podcast where uh, where we see sort of, I suppose, what what our audience wants and then and what it will become. Um, I but I w I would like to think that you know this sort of idea of sending in sending in questions, sending in prompts for conversation, so that we can sort of discuss what the community themselves are talking about as well. For you know, act as a as a as a voice, as it were. Yeah, um, I agree. I think yeah, that makes the most interesting listening as well. The discussions and yeah, be technical topics, and mm. even sometimes it can be really hard, of course, to do technical tutorials or stuff on uh, on a on a vocal medium. That's hard. It's yeah, hard, yeah. Uh, make a chunk, and how do how do you talk about that? In, in a yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it could be interesting, and and it, it has been done already. We have very good podcasts already, of course. So yeah, yeah. No, great. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something actually. You know, we've had positive feedback of the idea of of actually doing it. So I suspect that it's something that people are going. Oh, actually, no, that yeah, I, I really want to listen to something like that. I really want to. And of course, and this is going out to everyone who listens to this is is that we really want to mix it up every single week we want to you know have a, a good set of guests on as a good as in a good number not 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 just good people um <laughs> like a, as to, to really drive some conversation you know um bring different people in people who maybe hadn't had an opportunity to be on a podcast and always thought oh yeah i'd like to do that well you know here's an opportunity now for people who know more decks um and and really have uh really 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 want to talk about it um, to 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 join us here and 
and, and bring different topics to the table. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Right, where should we move next? <laughs> 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 should we should we hit the Q and A thing just to kind of give us fodder for stuff to talk about, and then we can move into yeah, the topic? Yeah, sure. Okay. No, yeah. no, that's that's cool. That's cool. Do you feel you've said everything you want to about the ambassador program? I, mean, I think there's. I, I would certainly um, admit to the idea. I mean, because I've been an ambassador since since probably that 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 started since those badges were were being handed out. But I would mm -hmm. I would admit to myself that I wouldn't say I'd really done a lot as an ambassador. And and I suppose there's a certain degree of guilt that comes to that, and you think, you know, <laughs> what am I, what am I, what am I actually doing here? Um, so, yeah, I've I've definitely got the question. What does that mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I'm, I'm I'm really in favor of there being this sort of scoring system and and things like that. I don't mind people looking over my shoulder saying saying what are you doing because then that prompts good things to happen. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. And, and that's, that's what we need. And yes, there will be things like, I know one of the early requirements was to do some translations. And I think since then, um, there's been there's sort of a compromise, isn't there? Because people like me, who are stupid, don't speak anything other than English. Um, <laughs> and, and what I would love to have a go at translating into Latvian, um, I think yeah. the joke would only lie with me when I purposely do it wrong. Um, <laughs> so... So um, I, I, I imagine the criteria for what it means to, to score well as part of the ambassador program will change. But I'm, I'm totally in favor, for my opinion, I'm totally in favor of, of, of this sort of thing happening because I, I, I'd love a kick up the arse every now and again to actually do something um, to help the community and not just myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I find that also feedback upon it because, I mean, I, I, I have a blog, designformwithin.com, and I make video tutorials. And those, mm. that takes a lot of time. And, 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 and sometimes it, it takes me a while to get started again, like now, <laughs> because <laughs> I haven't made a video tutorial in quite a while. Okay, I had, I had, a, had a baby girl, so that may be, may be a little excuse. But um, <laughs> uh, once I get some, I got on YouTube a comment like, hey, when's the next video? And uh, I like it, thank you, and stuff like that. And that really motivates you. So in the same way for an ambassador program, if you get some feedback from other members of the community or from Modex themselves or that will motivate you. Uh, yeah. Silence is always deadly in that case. So to, to do something and then have no list where you can see you did something, even if it's just a, a, a thumbs up or some, some rating that goes up or whatever it is, mm. that works. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel like it matters anyway. So that, yeah. that's important, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be a lot more people will feel like they've earned their badge, as it were. Yeah. Um, there'll be, yeah, there'll be more, more pride in it, I suppose, because you have had to do something for it. And uh, yeah, so Absolutely. I'm, I'm a right. fan. That's exactly it. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Well, I hope, and I'm assuming that the the, the program is never closed. There's, there could be people who are listening to this and going, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate that there was that that was even available." Um, so yeah. it, there's still opportunity for people to to get involved and learn more about what it is to be an ambassador and the criteria for that. It's always open, I suppose. Yeah, the only time limit was for people who had previously been in the ambassador program needed to, to explicitly opt in yeah. or we were going to basically treat it as though they hadn't signed up yet. Um, so uh, now that being said, there's a, there's quite a bit of a process on the back end on monix.com to actually, you know, remove the badges or whatever, and that's fine. I'm kind of picking through those bit by bit. But um, and anyway, the point wasn't to go and just strip everybody of their badge. It was no, just, course, more just like, you know, are you involved, are you not? Mm -hmm. And then you know, at, at, at some point in the near future, it will be that those people won't have their badges in the forum. But I, I think that that's just sort of a secondary point to just like, are you in or, or, or are you going to come in at another time? And that's why that's part of the reason why we do leave that forum. Uh, sorry, we, we do leave the opportunity open for, for people who want to participate, whether you used to be an ambassador um, and didn't didn't go for it right away or, or whether you um, are absolutely new to the program. You're, you're welcome. Hmm. Was there was there a good turnout when you uh, kind of did that that cutoff it, period? It, it, well, it actually kind of blew my mind. Originally, I was expecting John, John and I were sort of like hoping, hoping upon hope that we'd get you know ten or twelve people that were willing to commit to that kind of um, that kind of commitment that we put out there. We, we put out quite a few requirements that were actually like you know we want this level of activity, and we had we had actually collaborated with some of some ambassadors, the, the ones who were vocal about the, the problem in the first place. We were like, hey, what do you think about this? And we kind of worked together with them to make sure that we weren't completely had our, 
you know, our heads up our asses about what, what was possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 so everyone kind of agreed, like, yeah, we're willing to do this, and yes, you guys are, are okay to kind of, like, put these down as requirements, and then we put it out there, and we're like, okay, well, hopefully five or ten people actually go for it, because, um, you know, we're asking for a lot, and now we've got about 70 people in the program now, oh, wow. so. That's good. Yeah. That is good, yeah. Fantastic. They still got to do the work, of course, but that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see if there's any attrition over the next few months. I think the first review type uh, situation is going to come up in maybe January, February. So. Okay. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um, so we'll do. Okay. So we'll move on to these these questions that have come in, and um, I need to set the first one up really. So the first one uh, that we got in was from Christian Seal. Um, and his question was, uh, can someone explain how uh, MySQL Cache, which is a uh, free extra on extras.io, um, how does it work and does it improve performance for regular projects? So before I answer this question more so, because in, in case anyone isn't aware already, so um, extras.io is, a, as I said, is a, a premium extras uh, website. We also provide uh, free package uh, providers, so if you have your own extras, and your own packages that you want to distribute across your projects, you can just upload those to um, our site. It acts as a provider. You can create as many providers as you want and, and um, install those all over your Monarch site, um, which is mainly aimed at agencies and freelancers to just sort of host all their packages in one place and, and use as they want. Thanks, um, for, thanks for that, by the way. That's really, really, really great. I'm, gonna, I'm really going to use that, yeah. I think. It's, uh, yeah. It's so that's cool. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, we were actually quite excited because it wasn't in our initial plans at all. Our initial plans were from, um, if you remember anyone who's seen uh, the videos from um, uh, from from the Modmore conference in, in the Netherlands in September, um, they, they, um, Mark Willis gave a demo in one of the lightning talks of a uh, extra that we were building called Preview. Yeah. And uh, what Preview does is it allows you to um, create drafts and revisions for content without having to publish those edits and, and, and publish them live. Um, so, you know, we found if you work uh, or if you try and uh, produce a, a site in ModX for a large organization, um, it's not really suitable for them to be able to uh, edit their content and to have to publish that in order to, to see that um, in, in an actual front-end environment. Um, so, uh, Mark spearheaded this uh, extra that will allow you to create these revisions um, separately from your live content and be able to manage that uh, process um, with the addition of a, another extra that we'll be producing in a couple of months' time called Workflow, which allow you to um, uh, approve or disapprove um, going through different levels of, of uh, approval process. So different members of your company can say, yes, I approve this, go to the next person who's, who's going to publish that live or whatever, Any, as many levels as you want. But anyway, that's the next, that's the next stage of this, of this project. Um, but the first stage was just to be able to create those revisions. And a nice little feature of it is you can compare them side by side. So you can look at your live version, and you can look at another draft that someone has made, and you can see how that actually changes the page um, w- without affecting your, your live content. So it's, it's getting a little bit closer to helping out those, those large organizations who it's just not suitable for them to have maybe one person who does everything or has a clear understanding of how the CMS works in terms of what's live, what's not live, um, there's a little bit more uh, security there in terms of of what's going out into the, the real world. Chris, do you yeah, see do you see the preview also like um, like an alternative for having like a dev site, a development um, version? Because it, it would allow you to to create a separate template and and then test it before before oh, yes. changing it up. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can imagine the possibilities if you're going down some kind of A/B testing route. Yeah. Um, where you could really significantly change a page that was live and was was critical to your to your online process that you couldn't change that, but you you also wanted to make some changes to that and and potentially test them first. Yeah, because that's um, always a big workflow issue for me as well. Like, what do you do? Even if I'm I'm just a solo guy usually, but even that it, it becomes cumbersome. Like, you have a dev environment and the content will change on the live, and you have to get it back on the dev, and maybe they change some template variables and then or update a plugin, and, and yeah, it's always an issue. And it's really powerful if you can just check something on the live side. And it yeah. was really missing in ModX, to be honest. I mean, most CMS systems have some way of, of creating a, yeah. a, a yeah. test version or a, a yeah. preview version of a page. And and the, yeah. the thing that got us excited about it was that, in our opinion, and I'm sure we're biased, um, but this is potentially the, the one major feature that actually stops 
for uh, these sort of organizations that I'm talking about from using Mod X. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've come across plenty of other CMSs uh, in our time that are just awful, but they have this feature. So, so companies stick with them. Um, and these companies get so... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That was me. <laughs> I can think of another one right now, um, which I won't name, and I won't mention the project or anything like that, but this, this is a CMS that is, that is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in license. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, as, as far as I'm concerned, and, and some of the other developers are concerned, all of the other developers are concerned, um, it's, it holds nothing against what ModX can do. But because their, their internal process is so, um, so much uh, involved around having to uh, you know, um, approve content, preview content, approve yeah. it, I'm yeah. um, go through that process of, of publishing that isn't just an immediate publish. Um, that the, the Modix couldn't be an option for them out of the box. Yeah. If wow. if we were able to plug that gap, then we feel that Modix could really be presented to a, a, a extremely far larger number of people who would be willing to pick it up, who possibly haven't come across it because of this feature isn't available, then therefore they don't really understand the CMS fully or use it more or any other reason that you might have come across in your time for people for why people don't use ModX. So um, we were quite excited by the feedback that we got um, from the conference in September. And we thought, hey, you know, this is, this is, obviously, this is obviously a great thing. People are going to want this. So we, um, we did our best to, as soon as, as, soon as we came back uh, to the UK, we begged and borrowed some time to be able to, uh, to just dedicate ourselves to get, get this out there, get this working. And while we were doing that, we thought, hey, well, you know, there's, uh, we were thinking about how we uh, work internally with our own packages and, and distribute them out to sites. So we thought, well, why don't we also, as a sort of um, contribution to the community, is to provide this free packages oh. um, platform right. so that the, the premium extras pay for that. You know, the, the two complement each other in that we, give us, we provide as much as we can for free, um, and then uh, that is paid for in turn, uh, you know, side by side with, with this feature that we should hope um, people will find, uh, you know, really useful to use. It's a really exciting development. I feel like a lot of those gaps you spoke about are getting filled now. I mean, some really mm. nice e-commerce solutions, uh, simple cart, and then yep, there are absolutely. some other ones, that now some nice integration with uh, um, FoxyCart. Um, I mean, uh, Babel is getting picked up again, so the multilingual part yeah. of Monex will be yeah. will be improved. Uh, yeah. There's so many, uh, yeah, v- versioning and and uh, yeah, art- pretty, articles yeah. Uh, for blogging. Uh, yeah, Monex is becoming a really really powerful system, and it it was already. But if you make pow- make use of the um, of the plugins correctly, then then yeah. I even yeah. use, use, I want to plug a little bit for um, uh, SEO, SEO Pro, the plugin. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. oh, yeah. it's the most simple, basic little thing from, uh, from the guys at Sterk in, in Holland. Um, mm-hmm. it, it simply shows you a preview of the page with how it will look on Google. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's almost nothing. It's just repeat the title and, and the description. But for SEO and for, for people who don't really understand how websites work, it's the most amazing thing. And every time I show it to a client, they're like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. almost triggers them to, 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 to use Mod X or something. It, it, and those little things, we need to get those more, those little, little magical, easy to use elements added yeah. in Mod X. And it will be even more powerful, I feel. And I think that is one of the strengths of this community because you really do see these things just pop up suddenly, and you go, "That's such a that's that's great." Yeah. You know, mod dev tools. I just started using that today. That is an yeah, amazing me too. plugin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. you guys used mod dev? I, I just installed it yesterday. Yeah, it's really really nice. And it's like, why didn't somebody think of that before? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, just, I just started it testing it too. What's that? Maybe you can explain a little bit what it is okay. for the listeners. So. The, the features that have really got me excited about it are um, you can look at chunks and snippets that you're using and you can see exactly what pages they're being used on. Um, you get you, When you're editing a chunk, you can get like a tab of chunks that are within that chunk um, or resources that are using that chunk. And the really cool thing is um, if you're using a chunk within a chunk or in a template or something, you can open up that chunks tab and just edit the chunks right there. Hmm. Yeah, and and another really another nice simple addition that they added was a breadcrumbs trail when you're editing a resource, so you can see the breadcrumbs and edit the top level pages quickly. That's nice. 
I, I didn't notice that in Ener yet. So uh, it, it it does. The only thing problem for me, I just switched my workflow to doing everything lo- uh, outside of ModX. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so all my chunks uh, are files and all my snippets are files. Yeah. But this gives it something extra that that I don't have right now. So I'm almost tempted to work inside ModX again, but it's <laughs> difficult. Yeah. There's always a pro and a con to every workflow, I guess. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we're I mean we're big advocates for working outside of it purely because we use Git for deployment, and therefore yeah. it's great to keep as much in the yeah. in version control Same here, as yeah. yeah. So so but. Uh, I'm sure everyone has their reasons to do one way or one way or another, and is another reason for you to do it that way, or potentially go back to doing it that way. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, do, so we we got onto this subject because we were answering Christian, uh, Christian's question. So I will quickly <laughs> I will quickly try and answer it. Um, I, do, I don't want to sound like I'm going back to uh, to, to extras. Um, so yes. Yeah, so he was asking. Um, does it improve performance for regular projects? So what what um, MySQL cache is? It's a free um, extra that you can go and download, um, and what that will do is it will use uh, MySQL to to cache rather than file cache or APC or memcache or anything like that. Um, now, I didn't write this, so I'm gonna uh, I'm going to uh, start off by a little disclaimer to say that I believe I understand how this works, and I've spoken to Mark who did make it, um, and so I feel I can answer this question to a degree. Um, so don't press me on it too much, but I, I will. I would, um, if you do have uh, any further questions about um, MySQL Cache, do uh, like tweet Mark directly. I think it's Mark Willis eighty two, if I'm remembering rightly. Yeah, that might be wrong. Okay, there we go. Um, so yeah, I'll ask him directly or send us an email. Um, but the short answer is no. Um, it doesn't help the performance of regular projects. And when I say regular projects, I assume what we're talking about here is um, one site on one server with a database, that a sort of a normal project that anyone would, would, would work on. It doesn't involve any sort of um, scaling over multiple servers or multiple databases or, or, or any crazy architecture that's well above my head. Um, but what uh, MySQL Cache is for is for um, the sort of architecture that, that we run for our clients, um, and so it's potentially out there being used by other people who use ModX, um, for uh, scaling ModX across multiple servers. So um, what we have is we can't use uh, file cache or APC um, or memcache for a few reasons. Um, if you imagine that we've got um, our, a copy of a site on a server and then we have a, uh, a replicated server with uh, the same site on it and then a, a third one or a fourth one, however many you want, and then one database, um, each of those individual sites would have their own cache. Um, on, on each individual server if you was using file caching uh, or APC. Um, and so you're, that means that each of those sites is subject to their own cold cache. So every time you make a request to run the servers, you don't know necessarily which uh, server is going to respond. That's sorted out by load balancing and all sorts of things I don't understand. Um, so that means that you could potentially be hitting a site that doesn't have its cache and, uh, and, and the problems that come with that in terms of the, the page speed, et cetera, et cetera. So um, what you were doing is you offload that cache to work in the database. So it doesn't matter which server you're hitting, uh, the cache is being held in the database. Now, there are latency issues there to, to consider because you're going to the database rather than going to uh, local files. Um, but the reason that you can't use things like memcache is because of uh, the limitation from um, how memcache uses ports in order to identify which site, um, which, which site is requiring it's required to be cached, and you have to port. I'm um, sorry, you have to uh, use a different port for each each website, which isn't isn't great as you scale uh, the number of websites that you're running over multiple servers. So, um, so what it does is um, MySQL cache allows you to uh, cache in the database. Um, so it doesn't matter which server you're hitting, uh, your cache is always available, uh, wow. whichever whichever site you're accessing. So as you can. Imagine from that, if you are just running a normal a normal setup that doesn't involve multiple servers, then no, there's nothing to be gained from having MySQL cache. It is limited, uh, or it is solely for the purpose of people who are running um, sites that are scaling over multiple servers. So, sorry, I just wanted to ask you a question about that, actually, because mm. when you mentioned memcache, I mean, um, we and this kind of goes towards uh, Mike Reed's question later on about horizontally scaling um, yeah. modernized projects. So, when when we have a load balance um, environment, 
Um, we do we do share a memcached instance, uh, but but it is it's obviously just for um, you know you've got one site that has uh, that that has these scaling requirements and uh, and so while we run multiple ports for for memcached D, it's actually memcached D that we prefer. While we run multiple ports for memcached D for each um, cache partition that we want to be able to be cleared separately, um, you, you know there's that there's a, a a bank of ports and and it's just the one site. So the situation you're talking about, if I understand correctly, is that mm-hmm. you've actually got multiple ModX instances on this uh, on this load balanced setup. Is that correct? Yeah. So behind the load balancer, we have multiple servers. That are okay. that are running replicas of e- of each other, as it were. The, the right, but, replicate. Yes, right. Yeah, go on. Right, but do you have multiple sites? Like you've got different Modex installs, or is it a single Modex install? Uh, a, a share. Um. A, uh, uh, a, um. But how many actual sites are we talking about? Is it one website, or, oh, or sorry. is it? Do you mean do you mean per server? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. So we could have we could have loads. So we okay. Could be, so we be, yeah. So we could be running multiple multiple sites um, mm-hmm. on on a server and having multiple servers. Right. And uh, and by multiple sites, you mean that there's a Modex installation that's specific to each one. That's right. Yes. Yes. Separate okay. projects yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. That's right. okay. Yeah. yeah. I totally. Okay. I see that. That's interesting. Okay. Cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have. One database. You, I'm, I'm small potatoes in comparison, of course. So I'm like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> Multiple servers. If you do want to see more information about it, I would stress that you go as if you go to videos.modmore.com, you'll see all the videos um, for uh, from the conference. Yeah. If you go down the list in the afternoon of the first day, which was the Saturday, uh, you will see um, Mark Willis's uh, slides and and video uh, that accompany uh, that explain. What we do on our on our on our hosting, and I am sure that those slides will be a lot more comprehensive <laughs> and clear about the problem than uh, I. No, it sounds um, really powerful, really interesting. Yeah. Do, you, just on my do you know? Does it interact with ModX Cache Manager at all, or is it uh, independent? Um, no, it, it uses. It, it does use. If you're, are you referring to the sort of out of the box cache? Yeah, the API. API. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So it, it is. It is using Perfect that. Video. It's just yeah. rolling out its own. Um, mechanism behind it, where, as to where that cache is stored. So, okay. in the same way as that cache manager might deal with files, um, in this case, it's actually dealing with a database. Okay, interesting. There, there's a there's a there, there's a system setting for uh, MySQL caching as well that comes in the core. And to be honest, I've never actually enabled it, but I should ask Jason what exactly that part does. Um, yeah, I've enabled it. I, I didn't really know. <laughs> Just turned it on. So. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> didn't see a difference. Okay. So I am sure when Mark listens back to this podcast and and hears my explanation, yeah, he's probably going to go, "You did not explain that problem." But, but the short answer is no. So that's short basically... answer is no. Okay, will, that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's nice and short. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the second question from Ivan, um, I will I'll read it out, but I will ask someone else to step in with an answer here. Is uh, why it's so important to keep backward compatibility. XPDO three is not ready. Uh, but the next year will be PHP 7. I believe that should be PHP 5.7. I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, uh, and that ModX is stuck on 5.2. So has anyone got any answers about this? I mean, well, I, go on, go for it. Okay, I, I'd say, well, ModX isn't stuck with 5.2. Oh. Uh, ModX works perfectly fine on 5.5. Oh. Um, our servers are 5.5, and we don't have any problems with ModX. Uh, and, I mean, I kind of like... That it's uh, that it's kind of backwards compatible because we do have other things that run alongside ModX that aren't always kept up to date or um, completely compatible with the the next versions of, of mm. PHP, and so that kind of ability to work with other things and integrate other things, which is really vital to what we do, um, it, it really kind of I'm, I'm glad. That's kind of one of the reasons why I like ModX is because it can work on older servers. Yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah. I think I, I I get that also a lot of. I get I make some smaller sites for kind of small clients sometimes, and they already have hosting, and sometimes it's just not state of the art, and they don't have that much budget. And then it's nice that that it doesn't have to be the latest and the greatest all the time. On the other hand, I do feel that if it's really holding us back, then we might need to step it up. But that's like a, a balance, of course, to how far back you're gonna go. 
Um, but it is important to not, not everybody's running the latest and greatest every time. It's just, uh, know, it's, like, it's not safe. I mean, no, <laughs> when you talk about PCI compliance and things like that, if you're running the latest, then you're kind of setting yourself up to, for the next big issue. Those aren't stable versions. Yeah. Yeah, this is one. This is one. Of, this is one of the questions that I had asked um, Jason about because it came in early enough that I was able to loop, loop him in on it. And there's and John as well was piping in. You know, there's there's actually two 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 issues that that um I, that that Ivan is is addressing here. And one is is one of just semantic versioning. You know, the 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 backward compatibility has to happen within the two. Uh, within version two branches, you know whether it's um, uh, uh, you know, and there's a, obviously there's the possibility of of uh, some some issues between between branches two two to two three, but in general we want to try to keep those things all um, uh, those versions within all backwards compatible. When Mod X three does eventually uh, make it out in, in whatever form it looks like, it's expected that it will break backward compatibility, so that so that upgrading. You know, just pressing an upgrade button from Mod X two X to Mod X three X will break things, and and that's just that's that's the backward compatibility thing is we're not going to produce anything that breaks BC until until we get to version three. Um, uh, then 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 the other issue is uh, environment compatibility. You know, why why do we why do we um, why why do we want Mod X to be compatible with PHP five point two? And um and it it is exactly what everybody says. It's that the majority of shared hosting and and commodity hosting services out there are still using PHP five point two. Um so you know we want Mod X to be available to the widest audience possible. We want people to still be able to install it via services like Softaculous and 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 whatever it is on on these shared shared hosting platforms. And um and if we all of a sudden made the core not work on five point two, we get, we get a lot of support tickets. I tell you that. <laughs> um, do you do you really see? I I, I haven't seen any five point two anymore. Um, it's usually like five point four. It's out. It is out there. I, I'm not talking about VPSs. I'm not talking about hosting that. You know, like there's, there's. Uh, but we definitely get, um, we get support requests from people on hosts uh, that use still and quite an extremely old version of PHP. I'm not saying like I don't think Jason intends to try to continue to support um, something like 5.2, you know, forever. But, yeah. um, but uh, you know, there, there is definitely. Um, there's 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 a there's a cutoff point and we have to kind of lag behind a little bit you know yeah yeah uh, we have developers here that would love nothing more than to just than to use um, functions that are only available in 5.4 and up but um, if we want it to be available in the widest possible audience um, for the core software uh, we we you know we, we do we do support back as you know as far back as as that seems plausible yeah great answer great answer great. Fantastic. Right. Okay. Um, shall I go? Shall I go to the next question? Sure. Sure. Okay. So, um, what are some good uh, recommendations for supporting horizontal scaling of Modex projects? So, this has come from Mike Reed. Uh, what are some of the good recommendations for supporting horizontal scaling of Modex projects? Um, bonus points for Git support. Um, well, I can I can certainly draw on what we do here. Um, but does anyone else? Does anyone else do anything to do with running Modex over multiple servers, scaling it based on load or anything like that? I don't. So. Yeah, we're we, gonna get we, grab a beer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's been a few situations where we've been asked to to, to do that um, uh, as, as as a team, and sort of you know we've evolved certain practices or whatever over time. They're probably they're they're not the only uh, um, practices. They're they they may not even be the best practices. They're the ones that we've evolved. Uh, knowing what we know about the the ModX platform and and you know and using those tools, so um, just to give a couple of examples, uh, one would be a situation where you have a manager, a server that's that's just just for the manager. Um, so if people log into a subdomain, for example, that is pointed at this server, and they make all their edits and do all all, all that stuff, um, all all the editing there, and the database is shared. So um, when um, when somebody edits the, the the database in the manager, it's actually live on production. And if they upload any files and assets and so forth, those are synced over using LSync or RSync or something similar. Um, so that's that's a that's a setup of re relatively simple setup that requires basically um, two or three boxes. You can have your database 
um, server on um, on the same uh, box as the manager, for example, or or you could have it separate. We we usually have it separate, so we have a minimum of three boxes: your visitor box, your um, database server, which is shared, and then your manager server. Um, there's a, a case where we would take it one step further and have a shared memcache instance as well, um, and uh, and that memcache instance might be on a fourth box, for example. And so in this way, we've just we've basically just um, we haven't uh, we haven't load balanced in a way where there's copies of mod X all being rotated through by a load balancer. It's more just like every box has its own dedicated job, and they can be provisioned in such a way that they're finely tuned for that job. Um, uh, so that's 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 one example of how to do it. Uh, um, another example of something that we worked on before, and this was a little bit tricky because we weren't actually able to um, convince the client to use the um, the recommended server setup that 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 we that that, that we had. Um, but we did watch them set this up, and we did uh, consult with them on it and help them get it going. And and it does work. Is that you've got a load balancer in front of a few web nodes. And then you've got a database server, and then you've got a memcache server, and then you have a box for managing. And um, to keep to keep a long story short, you're essentially sharing a database, and um, and um, and but uh, um, but there's also um, there was also the the need to um, to to use uh, stat cache or whatever to um, sort of statically cache out certain files, and so uh, that that would need to be synced across as well to the the load balancer. I mean, it kind of I don't think it's a very helpful answer that I'm providing now, so I'll probably stop. But but um, essentially, there are um, there are multiple ways to set up uh, load balancing modex, and it kind of depends on uh, the site and the uh, and the requirements and and uh, and the environments that are available. Awesome, cool. Um, well, I suppose I can add I can add a little bit of insight to our one. It's not going to be to the degree of uh, technicality that will probably satisfy anybody. Um, but what we do is, uh, so I can talk about Git, in that we, we use uh, Git to deploy all of our projects. Um, so uh, we'll have multiple devs working on projects at a single time. Um, they'll be using Git in the normal Git way. Um, that'll be pushed to our repo, which actually use uh, Bitbucket for that. And um, then what we do is we, uh, we've integrated that with HipChat. And what HipChat allows us to do is we, we sort of talk to the deployment uh, bot called Hubot, and um, what that does is that will then um, interrogate Bitbucket for its latest version of the repository that we're asking for. So we put in a command, something like Hubot deploy, and then pick a site name. And what it does, it will go and look for the latest version of that site. Um, it will compare to see if it already has the version of that site. And if it doesn't, uh, then that will deploy that across um, multiple servers. Now, the mechanism that does that, I can't tell you too much about. All I know is that that gets replicated across to, to multiple servers, and then the load balancer deals with that. Um, now, the, the interesting thing that we do in terms of scaling is that um, we have a mechanism that will watch the amount of traffic that is being sent to uh, sent across those servers, and we have uh, a few ticketing websites and things like that. So uh, those uh, sites are subjected to uh, big peaks in traffic that suddenly turn up at 9 o'clock in the morning, um, but we don't want to have to be here to suddenly go quick throw servers at the problem. Um, so we'd rather that happen automatically. So uh, something is monitoring that traffic, and when it realizes that the page speed uh, is dropping below a certain uh, threshold, um, it might be like your Apex score. You might, if you can use New Relic, um, you'll know that there's like a, a score that's. Is it called Apex score? Is that right? If anyone's familiar with it, um, that, that that that's a number that's used to measure whether um, the, the page is being served in a satisfactory amount of time. Anyway, so we do something similar with that, where we measure the, the traffic that's coming in, and if it takes a certain amount of time too long, then it will automatically generate a new server, throw that up within a few seconds, and um, in theory, the, the site will become more responsive, and that will keep going and scaling and scaling and scaling until it feels that the, the, the satisfaction is there to serve the site as it should. And then once that traffic drops down again, um, that that is remeasured, and then those um, servers are carefully and quietly removed away without anybody realizing that that whole thing has happened. And that's a completely automated process. As I say, go and have a look at Mark's slides on on uh, modmore.com because um, that will give you a, a far clearer understanding of how that process works. But it's quite exciting seeing that happen. Um, the fact that we don't have to suddenly panic and and uh, worry too much when when that traffic that traffic is uh, it does peak.
so that that's sort of that the, the, the very high level idea of, of what our what our, uh, automatic scaling does for all that's our projects. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. I'm just taking my first steps down a uh, a scaled server with load balancers. So gonna mm -hmm. <laughs> gonna see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, there's one thing. There's one thing I wanted to kind of throw out there as far as deployment um, strategies and so forth. Git, obviously, there's a is a is a tool that that is used quite often. Uh, um, there's a there's another um, there's another uh, uh, option that we've been exploring with folks, and that's using our teleport technology. It's the same technology that mm -hmm. runs on our on our yeah. cloud on our cloud platforms, and so. Um, so the, the 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 problem historically there has been that um, that we've been limited in the in the kinds of uh, templates that we can use. So in cloud, you've got a dev template and that gets all your elements and so forth, and you can just send those over to a new uh, to a new cloud. And in uh, in production, you you are oh, sorry in um, there, there's a complete template that grabs everything, and there's another template that only gets user data, for example. Um, so, but we're we're just now working, and th this isn't just available in cloud, by the way. It's also available as a teleport um, command line tool uh, that's open source. So, so anyone can go and install Teleport on their server and run it via command line and inject a package from one server to another. Um, uh, and so there's there's various workflows around that, including using an Amazon S3 bucket to share those uh, those packages. But um, we're 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 just now working on a, a new Teleport um, feature called Change Sets, whereby uh, you're actually um, um, with it installed on one uh, on one dev server, let's say, you're, you, you can record the changes that you make to, let's say, elements. Um, and uh, when you create, and then there's a sort of UI for clicking a button or whatever, and it creates a package out of those things that were changed. It basically just records database records that are that are oh, changed, wow. and it makes a package out of that, and then sends it over to your uh, what we call the endpoint. Um, and then the endpoint gets sent a registry message that says, hey, install this package, and it does. It deploys the things that you've changed and only those things that you have changed and packaged. So um, those are the kinds of things that are um, sort of coming down the pipe, but they're, they're in testing. Uh, they're not really ready to go yet. Uh, but, the, but the base teleport technology is available for people to go play with, and I kind of I, I kind of wish that um, you know, more people knew about it to go and kind of test it out because it's really it's changed the way I, I work. Like like even when it's outside of cloud, when I go from my local to uh, a VPS or a client server or whatever, um, I go and I, I wget the uh, teleport um, PHP archive and I run. Uh, you have to have SSH obviously, but I, I run teleport on there and I'm moving file. I'm moving sites back and forth really quickly and easily. I mean, you can do it pretty quickly with just a database dump and and, and, uh, and some files, but this makes it kind of a, a normalized uh, workflow. Nice. nice. Sounds really good. I, I'm yeah. usually moving it manually now, and, and I've gotten really good at it, but still, it's, it's mm. good to... Uh, yeah, it's still scary to go in the database and change paths, and sometimes you make a mistake and all that stuff. And it's... it's uh, teleport yeah. sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Yeah, fantastic. Sure. Awesome. Interesting. Well, those those were our three questions. Um, so I suppose uh, uh, did I make this clear? We were going to we were going to give away um, a free license for preview for um, the the question that we decided deserved it. Wow, and all, wow. all, all three all three were great questions. So that's there's a no, big prize for, for yeah. one, one free chance already. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> um, but there's no bad question in there. So so there's no loser. But I suppose we have to pick someone um, who wants to pick. Uh, Let's oh go boy. with Christian Seal. I mean, yep. come on. That was like we went on so many tangents there. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Cool. Okay. Well, we, I will contact Christian and uh, and he will get his free license. Awesome. Nice. Um, I suppose we should probably look to wrap up soon because we've been we've been talking for a, for a good hour, um, and I don't know how how long people want to listen to uh, to us. I think an hour is a good chunk of content. Yeah. 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 An hour yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. We've obviously got a, a long list of suggested topics here that we could talk about in the future as well. So there's plenty to talk about, um, even if we didn't get another question ever. Uh, there's, uh, there's lots of stuff. But, uh, but I'm sure we will. Um, so I guess I'll, 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 shall I wrap that up there? Has anyone else got anything else that they'd like to, just like to add? Uh, well, just that I'm working hard on uh, Teams for ModX. Uh, on oh, course, Teams for ModX.com. Um, I hope to have a new one in, uh, in January some, sometime. So... After the holidays, people uh, have a look there. It's called, uh, 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 sorry, I forget, I'm forgetting the name right now. <laughs> Cosmos is the, is the team name. Of course, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll cool. be, it'll be on Twitter. And uh, that's, that's it for me, basically. 
Oh, and that brings up the point, actually, maybe for a future call, maybe even the next call. I'm not sure, but um, uh, Menno, if um, you know, if if you're going to be there, especially, uh, we we have uh, we have the the ink the first sort of inklings of an idea of how to theme the unthemable um, CMS. Oh, uh, because I'm like definitely interested know, in that, but that's a long discussion. So maybe for the it, next it, one, <laughs> yeah, it's it's but, definitely for the next one. But um, I think we have a good I think we have a good base for which to to start talking about it. So um, you know, maybe we'll look forward to it on the next call. That's definitely, like definitely, yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you very much, everybody. I think it's been been a great start. Um, I don't know how to wrap this up. <laughs> thank you for listening. I guess. Yeah, yes. For listening, <laughs> yes. everybody, and uh, see you next time on the Modex Today Show. Cool. Fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs>